and welcome to Armenian Women Empowerment with your empowered host, Jackie. I'm so glad you could join me today. I'm still working out the kinks with Anchor, so I do apologize that you don't get the intro each and every time you listen. Bear with me, folks. It's 2020. It's an empowered new year. That's my word that I'm living by this year. And so far, so good. How's your new year going? I know that everybody's got a certain resolution for how they want to react, how you'd like to mm, respond, show up, react to the Armenian women in your life. And I know that you want to do that in a positive way and um, also use positive reinforcements. I'm also going to encourage you today to stand up. Really stand up for yourself. Stand up for what you believe in. When you feel that little, you know, oh, that hurt inside or that little itch that just, oh, that doesn't sit well with me. Not really feeling the love there with what your partner said, what your mother-in-law said, what your sister said, what your sister-in-law said. You know, whatever it is, whoever it is that is being toxic toward you, go ahead and let them have it as gently as possible. Seriously, stand up for yourself. Don't let this slide. Don't do what I did for years and years and years, keeping, holding all of that emotional uh, damage, that emotional abuse, holding it all inside. Who knows what it's doing to our organs? Who knows what it's doing to us? What about all this stress? What about all this internal stress? They say stress is a huge factor. I know that my son's doctor is certainly including that in our case right now. Stress is a huge thing. It's not, it, it raises cortisol levels and, and it, and it, and it doesn't help us heal quickly and naturally very well. And if you don't have anyone to talk to about it, then you certainly need to call it out. Call it out when it's being called on you. When the bullshit is being called out on you, you call it out in a very succinct, clear, and, you know, you know, a, a way that, a gentle way, but also a way that lets the other person know that, no, we're not talking like that to me. We're not doing that. We're not going there. We're not going to say that I, you know, that I should be just sitting back here and, uh, you know, whatever it is that's been said to you, whatever, whoever has been yelling at you, whoever is putting you in that corner and making you feel that certain angst in your gut, call it out. Let them have it. So many of you know what I've been through. And I always try to include a story from my toxic life with my toxic ex. Um, I, I always try to include a story that can help you understand what I'm talking about. And so today I'm going to share with you something really, really hard, hard to digest, hard for my sister to swallow still. 
She still can't believe it. <laughs> She's like, what? You did what? You allowed what to happen in front of your son? So um, a long time ago before, uh, while I was still married, uh, before I discovered what I discovered and kicked toxicity to the door, I was at a family function or dinner, uh, whatever it was. I think it was New Year's Eve. I think it might have been a Drozhnik. And I had always had bad blood between a sister-in-law and I in particular. I mean, a lot of the sister-in-laws and I had issues and brother-in-law as well. But this particular sister-in-law just didn't like me from the get-go. I it, it didn't matter how many times I drove her to co- government offices and tried to help her um, with her own personal immigration issues. It didn't matter that I included her son in my wedding to be part of my wedding. It didn't matter. She always had some kind of snide commentary, some overprotective, meany, helicopterish thing to say to me, uh, you know, behind my back to my husband, my then husband, and um, just never had the respect that I deserved. And in turn, I stopped giving her respect. I just could not handle it. It was just walking in every day to that sad Uh, you know, poor me face and everything's happening to me face and, you know, uh, running the risk of being pot shotted. I just said, you know, I just stopped. I just stopped altogether. And I I didn't understand the language anyway. She's one of the sister-in-laws that didn't speak English really at all. And I was just like, forget it. She's not going to understand my Western Armenian. She's not going to understand me. Forget it. I'm not even... And I'm just going to acknowledge how I'll just tip my hat or maybe even not. And sometimes I did. Sometimes I didn't. didn't matter. And then um, we had this gathering, this meal at one of the sister-in-law's houses. And there she was sitting in the corner in the side wings like she always does. You know, always like the woe is me look on her face. And then I, you know, said my greetings, sat down. I think we just sat down. I'm not exactly sure. And then she just stopped the room with her yelling at me, with her blatant, loud, irritating voice, yelling at me, asking me if I was blind, asking me if I could see um, what was wrong with me. Um, in English, in her broken English, in her very broken English, I could understand that she was pissed off that I did not acknowledge her and I, and was yelling at me and everybody was staring and everybody had just stopped the clock for a few seconds. And, and my son was there, he was nine years old at the time. And, um, yeah, I think he even said to me, maybe nine. Yeah. I think he even said to me, um, what do you say? He said, mom, why is she yelling at you? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I was cut off immediately by my ex who turned to me and said, what did you do? Instead of hearing the support that I needed at that moment, okay, I what did you do? And I'm like, nothing. 
are you talking about? She's yelling at me. And, and he just shook his head, shook his head at me. Didn't say anything to her, shook his head at me. Nobody stepped up to my defense. No one, not my mother-in-law, not my father-in-law, not whoever was hosting the party. I believe it was one of his sisters. No one who I had just said hi to and just sat down next to and just brought my son to had anything to say. And then it gets worse. And then I sit there and I'm like sitting there and I'm going, what I really want to do, what my gut wanted to do was leave. And that's what I should have done. I should have listened to my gut. What I wanted to do was scoop up my son. Actually, he was eight years old. Now that I remember, I wanted to scoop him up and take him, especially right after he said, why is she yelling at you? What's that? You know, stop yelling at my mom. I should have scooped him up and I should have just turned around and left that house, got in my car and gone home. And instead I stayed and I endured and it got worse. I endured. I endured listening to her story, sharing a story to my then husband and his uh, brother, I believe about how her boss was doing her wrong and how, you know, she's really upset with this guy. I didn't understand it all because half of it was in German and the other part was in mixed Armenian and Persian. But whatever, I got the gist of it with whatever Armenian was spoken. And she said something about this guy doing her wrong and not paying her for whatever. And, you know, my then husband, who didn't defend me at all at the time she was yelling at me, certainly got upset and smacked his hands on the table and said, Jartemirin! And that basically means I will kill him the next time I see him. And I'm like, this is what I endured. This is what I, instead of listening to my gut, and my gut spoke loudly and my gut spoke clearly, but I didn't listen to it. What aren't you listening to? What part of, no, this isn't for me, aren't you listening to in your life? Are you doing something about it? Are you getting the support you need? And those of us out there who, you know, participate in the positive and the good and the well-being of our Armenian women, what are you doing to support it? Are you doing enough? Do you see this stuff and you go, oh, God, that gives me a pain in my butt too. But I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, you know, Um, Did I just say, but I meant paying in my gut, excuse me. And, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to speak up. It's hard to do the right thing. It's hard to, you know, speak out. And I'm just learning how to do this myself. So trust me, I know it's hard. I'm working on it every day and working on speaking up and speaking out in such a way that is still gentle and kind, but gets the point across really well. And you know, every situation is different. I'm not saying you have to be gentle and kind all the time. I'm certainly not advocating for you to be a marshmallow at all. I want everybody to have a voice. I want everybody to do the right thing by their Armenian women, by their Armenian women's side, and and speak up and speak out against these 
you know, abuser, emotional abusers. Speak up and speak out and say, look, that's not cool. What you just said to her, what you just did is not cool. You stop that. You are not to treat my whoever it is, my mom, my sister, my wife, my sister-in-law, my friend, my cousin. You are not allowed to treat my child in that manner. Absolutely not. And let's work on that. Let's work on that together. Do you have a good story to share of a time where you knew you needed to speak out and you didn't? Or maybe a time where you did speak out and make a difference in an Armenian woman's life? I'd like to hear from you. I'd love it if you could call me. And let's talk about that. Bring it on. Jackie, uh, 2019 at gmail.com, J-C-K-I-E-A-W-E-2-0-1-9 at gmail.com if you'd like to be interviewed about this particular topic. I hope you have an empowered day. I hope you're going to do something today to stand up for someone that you love or just speak out and speak up for yourself and love yourself. Have a great day. Bye.